checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Eppner and Dale Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, AG1, Aura, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, yesterday, the final 53 was announced. And as we had mentioned, a couple surprises. Got a chance to talk to Haley Elwood a little bit about it yesterday. But today, all of us were collectively holding our breaths over the last 24 hours as the practice squad was in the process and still at the time of this recording, still in the process of being finalized, but uh, had some updates today. Obviously the Chargers were back at practice today as well. So we'll get into some of the comments at the podium by the coaches, but Dan Walkside, before we jump into everything, first and foremost, sir, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm on running a little bit of sleep deprivation here so run on you and me (laughs) you and me both my friends it's been quite the day um but i'm good i think we got some exciting um and some interesting news today on the practice squad front as well as the roster front as tanner muse was brought in uh formerly from the pittsburgh steelers to assist with not just the linebacker squad but also special teams and subsequently uh xander horvath no longer on the Chargers roster. Uh, so lots to get into, uh, as well as you mentioned the practice stuff, some interesting takeaways, as well as a player injury we got to look out for. Uh, but Jake, before we get to that, uh, over or under? Ten and a half players added to the practice squad today. This is a layup. Softball. <laughs> I figured you were just. I don't got time for this. I figured you were just like, I just need an easy one. Let me get out of this. Of course, the answer is over. So, you know, if you had an almanac and you could go back to the future, you know, you'd want to be betting heavily on this if you could go back in time. But in the interest of time, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your very own home. All you got to do to get into the action is head on over to the website and use your, mo- and use your mobile device to, uh, to join and be sure to use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So one waiver claim. For the Los Angeles Chargers came in today successfully, I should say. I don't know what other ones came in not successfully or were too late because other teams had the priority wire. But Tanner Muse, formerly of the Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers, added to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, linebacker, uh, special teams contributor, um, definitely brings athleticism, coverage, uh, sideline to sideline and tackling uh, to this linebacking core. Also to the special teams unit, Ryan Ficken, shout out. Sander Horvath, their subsequent move, release from Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, before we get to the practice squad guys brought in, some familiar faces there. Jake, what are your thoughts on Tanner Muse? You know, when that was first done, Dan, I thought to myself, was this a little bit of the replacement for Blake Lynch? Because Blake Lynch, I thought, played very, very well during the preseason. And it was just hard when we were trying to put together the 53-man roster because you obviously had uh, Eric Kendricks, Kenneth Murray, Deion Henley, Nick Neiman, Amon. And you're like, okay, they can't keep any more linebackers than that, right? That sounds like it's going to be the good number and Blake will probably be the odd man out. But then Blake got hurt. So I, again, I thought that this was a corresponding move to say, oh, okay, maybe they're really going to go heavy into this linebacker unit. And then subsequently, 
couple hours later, we get the word that Teon Henley is nursing a hamstring injury from the San Francisco game. So I'm assuming that has to be the corresponding move. I don't know as far as anything as uh, as as far as the timeline for Dayon to return, as Brandon Staley alluded to in his press conference today. But definitely one to keep an eye out for over this next week and a half before Week One. Um, but again, you look at the track record of Tanner Muse. Not a bad waiver pickup for what you were able to get out in the market. Maybe not the position that people were thinking, but still good player nonetheless. And then Xander Horvath being released. Also, no fullback. no fullback on the roster. No fullback, but Brandon Staley did say that they want to bring Xander back on their, they're hoping to bring him back on their practice squad. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Um, what would you take from that, Dan? Conf- more confidence in the offensive line in terms of the blocking as it relates to the run game now for the fact that the Chargers, as of this moment, don't have a fullback. I'm not that surprised that they don't have like the fullback taken away doesn't necessarily surprise me as much more so than it is like what they used in spite of it. I was not expecting it to be a linebacker slash special teams guy. Um, Like the pessimist in me, the Jake in me is like, great. Deion Henley is out for two months, but like, I, you know, I'm pumping the brakes on that. I think that there are better linebackers that could have been brought in. If this was actually a day on Henley, Day on Henley uh, reaction, injury reaction. So I, I don't think that's what this is. Um, it quite frankly could just be that Tanner Muse brings more and will be providing more uh, input and impact into this team, not just special teams, but also on uh, defense as well and getting kind of a more versatile player because realistically, how much of a, how much are they going to utilize a fullback in this offense? Like, I don't know, but if it's evident by what we saw during preseason what we saw during training camp not much if we're being honest so um not quite sure where that goes uh but then jake 12 i believe it was 12 guys brought in on the practice squad today for the los angeles chargers i'm gonna go through and reading this and you'll notice a name or two that are not on this list let's just go down the line uh starting with brevin allen the outside linebacker zach bailey jake Mm -hmm. one that we were all hoping, begging, pleading, praying was going to find a way to be back on the team. He was. Bailey had a very standout camp preseason and somehow stays with the team. Very lucky. Uh, Terrell Bynum, Gerard Clark. Hallelujah. Gerard Clark passes through waivers and comes back on the practice squad. Christian Covington, familiar face. Defensive lineman uh, brought back on the practice squad. Keelan Doss, Max Duggan, QB3, brought back on the practice squad. Andrew Farmer, Matt Hankins, Hunter Camp Moyer, crowd favorite CJ Okoye, and Austin Pleasance rounds out your current, as of Wednesday, August 30th, practice squad for your Los Angeles Chargers. Jake, other than Zach Bailey and Gerard Clark, which, hallelujah, thank God. <laughs> Takeaways from those. Uh, I thought Andrew Farmer definitely deserved to be back on this practice squad. I, I think in terms of the edge players that this team decided to bring back, considered i mean dan remember us talking about this especially when the first couple of preseasons games went through and maybe i'm a little bit more surprised to not see carlo kemp's name on this list considering how he performed in the preseason 
True. Uh, same thing with with Cam Brown. I'm hoping that those are still moves that are are pending because I thought both of those guys performed extremely well. I know one in particular that you were bummed about today was watching Tayon Mullen get claimed and uh, got signed to the Eagles practice squad, of course, because the Eagles always need more secondary help with the guys that they have back there right now. Sidebar, um, sidebar, Jake. Three guys that I wanted all got swooped up. Kai Blue Kelly, cornerback, goes to the Seahawks. Branch goes to the freaking Chiefs of all people. And Ty- Tywan Mullen goes to the... You mean Rush team. goes to the Chiefs. Sorry, Darius Rush. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. That was my morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. God. we. I think... Uh, I, I honestly... Outside of the Rush release, I, which definitely surprised me as I well think anybody, um, I didn't think the Chargers were going to go out and get another secondary person to possibly bring in there outside of who they already had. Because you remember, it was tough enough to cut down that secondary group for who you saw perform. So I didn't think that that was something that they were going to hold as a high priority. But to your point, how the hell 31 teams let Darius Rush fall into the Chiefs lap? I I don't get that one whatsoever. <laughs> but me neither. Uh, Dan, obviously the two big moves, Gerard Clark coming back is fantastic. I thought he definitely deserved it considering how he performed in the preseason, but the bigger surprise to me, but thank God is Zach Bailey ending up on the practice squad. If you read Daniel Popper's evaluation of the 53 man roster that he put out yesterday, he had asked Brandon Staley about this in terms of why, why um, Brennan Hymas was being kept over Zach Bailey. And it was strictly, this was his estimate, but that it was uh, strictly based on positional standpoints, because obviously both guys can play multitude of positions, but for the standpoint that Hymas can play both guard and center, even though you already have Will Clapp to back up Corey Lindsley, apparently the Chargers valued that a little bit more, but Zach Bailey was one of the top offensive linemen. I don't care backup or start or whatever you want to call it in terms of performing in the preseason. And the fact that nobody, nobody snatched him up is a shocker to me. It really is because I think what the Chargers have invested in over the last couple of years in terms of building out that offensive line, not just from your starting five, but from your depth as well, I thought has significantly improved over the last two years. And having a guy like Zach Bailey that you see now and especially performing that way, I didn't think that that was going to be a asset that they were going to let go that was not going to come back to bite them and him get claimed by somebody else. So the fact that he is still on this roster as it stands right now is very surprising. It is. It is surprising and also uh, a relief because I think a lot of folks saw him as a part of the strength of this offensive line and the depth and the thought of then subtracting that didn't sit well with a lot of people. Uh, seemingly, Tom Telesco gauged the market correctly, and luckily, both are back on the team. Jerron Clark, just as important to me, a defensive line impact uh, specimen of a human, huge, comes back. I think I will never have enough interior defensive linemen with size, considering the issues that we've had in the past, that we've seen in the past from the team. Both of those, I think, were big. Keelan Doss coming back. Uh, was a I think a big one just as like a safety valve just in case. Um, I am curious about Cam Brown. I thought Cam Brown did pretty good. The Taiwan Mullen one hurt, but I understand he went to a different team. Um, there are some moves still remaining though. Like there are a bunch of tight ends out there that can still be had, which 
ding, ding, ding. Chargers could use one. Um, still some free agents that are out there. Secondary, linebackers, edge, wide receivers now. Um, Max Duggan comes back onto the practice squad so they can help develop him a little bit more. Again, we all knew that he was a project pick in the seventh round. The fact that they didn't have to waste a 53-man roster spot on him, I think, makes it a little bit easier to swallow than having three quarterbacks on the roster, at least currently. There were some uh, talks about possibly Chargers bringing a third quarterback to come in on the 53-man roster. So far, it looks like it's just two. Do you see that changing? No, I don't see that changing. Me neither. So, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about how things shook out with roster cuts? Fast forward to the current practice squad guys. Like, I'm glad. Did they dodge a bullet? Did we miss out on something? Is there still something TBD? I think it's kind of all of the above, really. Uh, more so, what I was going to say off of that was. You know, we've always talked, I think we've talked about this enough when, since Brandon Staley has been a part of this organization that the changing of the culture, you're seeing certain things change, certain moves that the Chargers wouldn't make in the past. And all of a sudden, now, traditionally, the Chargers would keep a fullback. Traditionally, you would see the Chargers, even though they have a logjam at the running back position, probably make the hard decision to let a guy like Elijah Dotson get on the open market as hard of a pill as that may have been to swallow, but they didn't do that. They coveted that AJ Finley, even though from the standpoint that we all thought that Mark Webb had the, the, the leg up on that, considering how much he practiced in the preseason, given his familiarity with the team chargers didn't do that. They went a different direction. And you heard Derwin James in the presser today talking about uh, AJ Finley's performance during training camp and the preseason. Yes, in terms of dodging a bullet, letting Zach Bailey walk. Yeah, he, he dodged a big bullet there. So the, the traditional Chargers moves were still still there and still familiar. Thankfully for them, as of right now, it's worked out in their favor. Questions to still be had, you immediately go to that tight end group. Yes. I, I, I do not know... And I'm hoping that this gets rectified shortly after we finish this show. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I, I would think that heading into week one of the season, that you, you just have to feel like you have to get more of a better job from a blocking standpoint from this tight end group. And no, I'm not asking for someone to come in and obviously be a starting caliber tight end who can both do both. But you need better blocking in one circumstance or another. And the chargers, I think still have to address that. So from the standpoint that we still have what five spots up for grabs as it stands on the practice squad right now, I think there are still some moves to be had, even though we're talking about Wednesday, um, you know, a week and a half before you gear up against the dolphins, but time will tell. So in your opinion, and I'm saying this, I think, on behalf of a lot of Chargers fans and maybe folks who are a little uneasy or wondering kind of what's next. When do you foresee, like, the last call, so to speak, before, like, we flip the page to Miami on, like, roster shifts? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, this is kind of the benefit that you have now 
from not having that fourth preseason game to now kind of having this flex week before the true ramping up for week one. So teams may take their time on evaluating their rosters with the rest of this week. So I feel like Sunday, I feel like by the end of the weekend, I mean, ideally sooner rather than later. So whoever it is that you're going to be bringing in to be part of your 53, i.e. a Tanner Muse that you would want to get up to speed and ramp up before week one. Yeah. Give them some time to learn the offense, get used to their teammates at their respective positions. So yeah, ideally you would think that it would be sooner than later. Um, Yeah. I would, I would say that, I would say Saturday, Dan. I would say Saturday seems like the absolute cutoff. I would hope that it's earlier, but that seems like the absolute cutoff to me. Yeah, and like there's some there's some dudes still in free agency. Like it's I, I don't even know if the Chargers would even be interested in this at this point. I mean, I would hope that they would, but like Bryce Callahan still hasn't signed. Kareem Hunt, not that this is for Chargers specific, but just like generally speaking, like there are some free agents, big names that I just am shocked that are not quite there. I'm sure it's a money grab. I'm sure there's things that are in question that are causing that, but it's just, this is a very unique off season and the timeline for some of these signings have been a bit puzzling. Uh, Jake, you mentioned the podium today. Practice ensued. Uh, apparently Quentin Johnson's on the jugs machine today, working on his hands. Dayon Henley, according to, Brandon Staley has a hamstring injury. Not sure on the return or didn't. I don't know if he's not sure, but they would not discuss timetable. Sorry, Dan. Why I got you here. You know, you got to love it when we're still in the thick of all of this roster news. And when you get some things that that come across. Uh, So the Chargers just signed a wide receiver to the practice squad. To the practice squad. Okay. To the practice squad. Yes. Uh... Alex Erickson, formerly of the New York Jets, is now signing with the... Of all of the Jets wide receivers the Chargers could have gone after, that's not (laughs) the name I had. (laughs) Remember, we're talking about practice squad, and we're talking about the wide receivers that that the Jets didn't want want to keep on their 53. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, what do we know about Alex Erickson? Alex Erickson, uh, in terms of where he's going to contribute most at, if if at all, elevated. Kick return ability was a preseason standout for the Jets. Um, so there you go. And, and to add to the Keelan Doss wide receiver group that currently, as it stands right now, is on the practice squad, add in former Jets wide receiver Alex Erickson to that list. Got it. Six foot, 195, been around the block a bit. Uh, was with Cincinnati, went to Houston with the football team, then went to the Jets. You know, if you guys were watching all of preseason, Erickson scored a touchdown in the in the final preseason game between the Jets and the Giants. Um, and like I said, he re- apparently really showed out. It's a veteran presence as it stands as for a wide receiver. So six foot, four, five, four, 40. <laughs> yeah. So another one of those, apparently. Yeah, then so that that final preseason game that Alex Erickson in was in against the Jets, five catches, thirty-eight yards, but he he put it in the end zone twice. So he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. Again, I know we're talking about final preseason game, and at that point we're talking about the third and the fourth quarter when these were being scored, but 
hey, <laughs> veteran presence, albeit on the practice squad, much like Keelan Doss, still veteran as it stands. Most productions you saw from him was back in Cincinnati. Uh, 2019, he had over 500 yards, 43 receptions. 2020, had 140 yards, didn't really have much the last few years uh, in Carolina or Washington. Did have some returns, though. Looks like he had a bunch of returns on special teams. Yep. So, so there, as you tweeted out earlier, the emphasis on special teams continues with, <laughs> with this yes. squad. So now we have four spots remaining, if I'm doing my math correctly. Yes, that is correct. So, podium. Recap, takeaways. What do you got? Oh, well, outside of Staley delivering the injury update on Deion Henley, which is obviously not the best news that you want to hear as it relates to week one. Thankfully, um, he's, he's, again, put in perspective, behind Eric Hendricks, behind Kenneth Murray. This is now this is your linebacker three, so just temper feelings but still i i don't like it i'm just saying like it's i mean you, you gotta tell me no i'm that, not i'm just that he just ain't saying. getting snaps i go I come know. on <laughs> look i'm trying to make myself feel better here okay I, I i got you i got you but uh hopefully because it is a hamstring injury that it will not be lingering for too long uh outside of that derwin james uh talking about the secondary and how it's basically been shaped the work that everybody has been putting in talked about a Gilman, obviously talked about AJ Finley. Um, I'm really excited about a Gilman and just to hear the way that Derwin has talked about him, not just today, but previously throughout training camp, there is a lot of hype around a Gilman. You've seen it. His fan base has been out at training camp. Uh, the way that Derwin was talking about him today, just almost kind of felt like a, cerebral assassin if you will he he's basically just using you know second quarterback out there as it relates to the secondary in in terms of alohi so uh, you can't help after what you've seen from him during training camp this year be excited about that duo really and i know that this, we're talking about a guy who had question marks many of us thought that the chargers were going to go out and pursue a safety whether that be in the draft or free agency they have not they have stuck to their guns their confidence has not waned on alohi gilman whatsoever and it's it's paying off because he started contributing in that miami game last year and it just didn't seem like it was slowing down at any point and now he finally gets the starting opportunity jake we are a mere days away from like being week one of the Chargers 2023 regular season. And we still have four slots remaining on the practice squad. Still free agent moves possibly in the future. Who knows? Uh, we will be there to break it to you as things progress. As we get closer to the final practice squad, or at least as final as it can be going into week one, we will bring that to you. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends before we jump on out of here? Justin Herbert said that they have the players in place to push the ball downfield. Say it again. For months that we have been talking about, just the word downfield and the Chargers in the same sentence should just put the biggest ear-to-ear grin on your face. And we finally get to see it implemented in full 10 days from now. Cannot wait for that. Dan, final word reminding everybody this week, 
If you were out in the Anaheim area or if you've been following us on social media, do not forget about the Bolt Show this Saturday, one of the biggest Chargers gatherings as it relates to current players, former players that are all going to be in one spot for a signing event that is going to go from 10 to 6 in Anaheim. Have all the details uh, in our... Where is it, Dan? The the specific details. Thank you. Uh, Kip, they bounce it between the Instagram and (laughs) and the Twitter. Or that. It's there. It's both. Yeah, so we have it covered. But uh, if you are in the Anaheim area, make sure you get down there between 10 and 6. Fantastic event that is going on. Uh, Lots of opportunities for player interactions, for photos, for signatures. Again, if you are not in the area, there is always an opportunity for you to send footballs, helmets, jerseys, whatever it be. You can actually send them in and they will still get signed. So this is a huge event for Chargers everywhere, in the area, out of the area, wherever you're at. Uh, So look on our Twitter handle for all of those details. This Saturday, Dan and I will be doing a live show from there. Cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of interaction with the Chargers faithful out there. Can't wait. Can't wait. Jake, let's get out of here. Uh, We need a a brew or something because this is about a day. Uh, for Jake Hefner, Dan Wilkenstein, Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.